Welcome to The Corporate Coven, a podcast that explores the intersection of mysticism and the modern workplace. On this show, we discuss how to bring your spiritual craft and practice into the workplace. We'll talk to people who have found ways to include ritual and spirituality into their everyday work and hear from experts on the topics of how to stay spiritually connected while managing the demands of the modern workplace. Our host, Jessica, is a certified career counselor, HR outlaw, and vocational astrologer. If you've ever wondered how to bring your spiritual practice into the workplace, this podcast is for you. Join us as we radically transform workplaces to be a little more magical. What's up, witches? Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Coven Podcast. And this is a continuation of the episodes I've been doing featuring the Zodiac Signs at Work. And this has been such a fun series. If you have been following along, then we are getting close to the end of the Zodiac where I started last year in 2022. We're going to end it this year in 2023. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about Aries at work. And excuse me as I try to contain my excitement because I fucking love Aries energy. I love Aries energy. And you're going to feel that preference come out in this episode. You're going to feel a bit of my Aries energy come out in this episode. Y'all know that I have an Aries moon and I am mouthy. I'm mouthy and I'm chatty and I'm communicative. And I also talked about my um, Aries placements in my pilot episode of the podcast, Strengths in the Natal Chart, which is still one of my most popular episodes. If you're new here and you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. You're going to notice that the audio quality has much improved since the beginning of 2022. Uh, but we're going to talk about Aries at work today. And I'm stoked because around the time that this is going to be released, actually, the North Node will have either just barely moved into the sign of Aries or it hasn't quite shifted yet. Either way, we are about to have some serious, serious Aries energy in the eclipses. We've had Chiron there and a lot of outer planets are going to be moving into Aries soon. So this is going to be a really important episode to pay attention to if you are a witch at work because Aries is about to be the dominating archetype in our consciousness in the next couple of years. So let me frame the episode for you really quickly. This is how we are going to structure the episode. I talk to you generally about the zodiac sign of Aries. We're going to talk about the modality, polarity, the element, as well as the planetary ruler. I'm going to give you some examples of spotting Aries at work, and I might even bring in some celebrity charts, although I'm probably just going to talk a lot about myself because I freaking love my Aries placement, but also I work with a lot of Aries energy as well. We're going to talk about the 34 signature themes of the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment. I'm going to let you know the leadership domain where you can find Aries as well as the signature theme that I think is a very wonderful expression of this Zodiac archetype. But let's lay a foundation here. Some of you might already know this, but if you are completely new to astrology, then here are some fundamental things that you need to know about the zodiac sign of Aries before we talk about more of the nuanced experience of Aries. So Aries is cardinal fire. 
Fire is a yang energy. So let's break that down. What does that mean? What does it mean to be cardinal? Number one, this is initiating. Cardinal energy always becomes or is it the beginning of a cycle? It's the trigger point which starts the ripple effect. And so you always see cardinal uh, lead the way. Cardinal is the beginning stages, the initiating stages. And so with fire, this is the initiating fire. This is the spark, the match. This is that initial, I'm like thinking of um, the TV show Survivor where they have to like hit the flint together to create the spark to build the fire. It's that initial spark. It's that initiation, right? This, this buzz of electricity, this divine energy that sustains fire, right? And life. Fire as yang element is going to be more external. It's going to be about rising up and raising and wanting to move and jump about. And I do say jump because if you've ever watched fire burn, then you see that fire can jump. It doesn't have to follow in a linear pathway like water might. Fire can jump 20 feet and catch fire to something else right next to it. If you've ever watched a forest fire, I've watched mountains surrounding my house burn before and I can always see this fire jump into something else, right? So fire has this natural instinct to expand and to move outward and to consume to help sustain this fire, right? Because fire doesn't just last forever. It can spark, but then it can very quickly go out if it's not fed fire is inspiration it's passion it's that spark of life it's that which we aspire to embody or behold it gets us to be fascinated right like we sit around the fire and we stare at it we look up at the sky and and we um notice the sunlight and even the importance of like you know photosynthesis and stuff like that like light is so important to us like light and fire to cook our food to make it easier to digest our food like there's all these reasons why fire is such a really really important element in our life. But fire is about that divine uh, creativity. It's that, um, again, it's more of like what motivates you, what is intrinsically motivating to you. In so many religious texts, um, it all starts with light, right? Uh, in the beginning, there was light. And this is that initiation of life. This is that initiation, that spark of life, of fire. Some people will say that fire is the most divine element. We do see in the natural wheel, fire falling in the self houses, in the identity houses, in the uh, first, fifth, and ninth houses, right? Uh, very self-oriented spaces in the natal wheel. And you see this Aries energy coming up in springtime at the beginning of the season, at the beginning of the solar year and the astrological calendar. This is represented by the ram that has the horns on its head and often depicted is the ram like butting heads and bursting forward head first. I love the way that I learned about Aries from Christopher Renstrom in one of his courses, The Cosmic Calendar. And he was talking about um, that energy of really bursting forward and the energy of, you know, like the, the spring blossoms burst through the ground at that time. But 
that Aries is really, it's not afraid of failure. Aries is not afraid of trying something for the first time. And it makes me think about the spring flowers, this willingness to bloom, though you don't know if you'll make it. You don't know if you'll bloom and then there will be a winter freeze and you'll die. You don't know if you'll bloom and you'll be picked for a bouquet or because you have an unruly two-year-old living where you were planted. You don't really know what's going to happen to you, but you try anyways. You bloom anyways. You just kind of go for it. And that is that strength in the ram, this budding head forward. And in correlation to the body and in medical astrology, Aries actually rules the head. And so if you have um, difficulties with Aries placements, and this could show up in medical astrology as persistent headaches, as hitting your head a lot. And what kills me about this ladies and gentlemen and non-binary witches. What kills me about this is I have a prominent Aries placement and I also have a stackable washer and dryer. And I swear to you, it does not matter how long I have lived using the stackable washer and dryer. And you would think that at some point in time, I would learn to not just walk about willy nilly. I slam my head into the open door of my dryer almost every time that I do laundry. It is ridiculous how often I am accidentally hitting my head or how often my head gets smacked with something. Like, when I tell you that my, my mind was blown when I first started getting into medical astrology, specifically with the relation with Aries and this aggressive Aries energy and getting like hit in the head, like woof. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Love talking about Aries. So let's talk about planetary rulership. Aries is ruled by Mars, the god of war heat, agitation. Aries is hot and fire is already hot, right? So we do think about this agitation, this aggravation. Um, we think about the color red and I, I very much think about the color red with Aries. I'm constantly dyeing my hair red um, as an Aries moon and having like Aries on my head, right? So we we think about what is this Martian energy? Well, Mars is really where we derive a great sense of motivation to go out and do something. It's where we find the energy to exert ourselves into the world and to work to get something done or to accomplish a task. And because it is Martian, it is quick. Again, it's Aries, it's the spark, it's the burst, it's the initiation. I am the queen of starting projects. I am not necessarily the queen of finishing projects through to the end. But I always say like, if you need someone to hype up something new, then I am the person to bring into the conversation. I will get everyone excited. You need brainstorming, man, I am there. I am filled with ideas. Not all of them are good ideas, but I'm gonna say them anyways right? Because that's Aries energy. I might, I might say the wrong thing. I might fail. This might be a bad idea, but I'm going to get it out. I'm going to speak it outward. If you have ever taken personality assessments, there's one which is like the color code and you can be a white, red, yellow, or blue personality. Aries energy is a red energy. It's that uh, maybe a bit authoritative, but it's like a me first and there's a high energy there. 
Um, and again, this like idea of like, I, I have to say something. I need to hurry and raise my hand. Or I, I may say it too quickly that I don't have time to raise my hand. Um, again, it's the, I have a lot of ideas. I want to initiate all of these new projects. I want to start all of these new things. I love Aries for the idea of improvement and competition, but Aries is almost always competing with themselves more than they're competing with anyone else in the room. So you find Aries in athletes quite often. And I think especially where um, they're not necessarily winning as a team, but really where they might win as an individual or where they might need to have a very specific strength. Like I am very good at this thing, even like in football, like being a really good offensive lineman is very different than being um, a really excellent quarterback. I think I'm assuming I, I used to follow football when my brothers played and now I really have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to positions, but you become a specialist in one thing. Um, you know, in volleyball, this is the difference between a libero and an outside hitter. So, you know, I think about, I have a cousin who's actually the lead in a metal rock band, which is so Mars. And she's more of the screamer. Like there are some songs like where she'll sing and her partner really has more of like the melodic singing voice. And my cousin is known as like the screaming one. Um, but she was also, uh, you know, a high jumper, even though she's quite short and, um, a cheerleader. And, you know, she was a really good flyer. She wasn't known for being a base. She could tumble, but she wasn't like a tumbler. Like she was a flyer in track. You specialize. She was a high jumper and like, you know, could do hurdles, but she didn't do the steeple chase or something like that. So I think that like this Aries is really good at like, you know, the specialization. I'm good at like this thing, but not in the same way that Scorpio might get fixed, but it's just, I'm constantly trying to be better than I was the last time I did this. And so then they find that they tend to be really, really good at one thing, although they've probably tried doing a little bit of everything. Aries does like to try to do things to see like, how good am I at it? Because again, Aries is inherently competitive. Um, but I want to be clear that it's not necessarily competitive with other people, although it does depend on where you find Aries in the chart. If you find Aries in a relational house, then it might be competitive with other people. It might be really competitive with the siblings or with your partner or with your coworkers, but it really is that drive to compete, to improve. And Aries actually has really good coaching energy. You often hear, you know, oh, Aries is the sign of the leader. I'm in charge. Listen to me. But Aries is not necessarily asking to be in that position, but because they are willing to try things and because they're willing to put themselves out there and because they're willing to fail, they're often placed in leadership positions or they become those informal leaders. Now, when we get into the North Node in Aries, I'm going to have a few specific offerings all about leadership development because I do think that the idea of being self-led is an important offering that Aries brings us. But being an Aries or prominent Aries placement does not necessarily make you a great leader because Aries does tend to be a bit focused on the self. You go faster alone and you go farther with other people, but Aries would usually rather go fast. As a mom, I'm actually constantly, I find myself saying to my children, like, hustle up, hurry up, let's go. I'm tired of waiting. Come on, let's go. And there is this like, the speed is an element of my um, focus in life. How quickly can we get things done? Hurry and get to the car. We got to go over here. 
um, very sharp and directional. But there is this coach element as well, this improvement element of, you know, I'm, I'm here to help you get better. I'm here to invest in you. And I may not do that by being really emotional and connecting with you and encouraging you, but I am going to be really good at saying like, go do this, go do that. I saw you doing this, but let's see if we can do this better next time. And, and kind of naming things of like, just try it, just go out there and try it. And if you're connected with me on socials, Instagram, that which from work, then you've seen that I am actually, by the time this is aired, soccer season is over, but this was my first soccer mom season and I've never played soccer. That's a lie. I played it once as a child. My team lost every game shame ensued. I never played again. Um, and I've had siblings that play and I love watching the game. Um, but I've never really played soccer, but watching my daughter play, I discovered that even though she is six years old and she had the team that was filled with the butterfly chasers, I was that mom that learned every single kid's name on the team. And I was cheering for them and like constantly telling her, like, just get in there, just get in there and do it. And she'd come out onto the sidelines. And I was like, okay, you did this really, really well. But then when they come over here, I just want you to go, go forward and just kick it. And she's like, well, yeah, but it's, it's hard. And I slip and I'm like, it doesn't matter because this, this league is all about trying. It's not about winning. I want you just to go try to kick it away from them. And I found myself coaching her more than the coach, which is fine because she's six and none of the kids were that into it. But I found myself becoming the coach mom anyways, even though I didn't sign up to be the coach and constantly giving feedback. And I found myself saying like, hustle, get out there, just go try it. And so I feel like I was really living up to my Aries moon coach mom, uh, you know, name and, and my child, my daughter's really going to have that like Aries mom memory of me in that instance. But you're going to hear this in the workplace. You're going to hear this type of nature come up. Have you ever been in a really strong Aries environment? This happens a lot with entrepreneurs, actually. People will say, you know, oh, Aries is the sign of the entrepreneur. And that's because entrepreneurs like to start companies. Entrepreneurs love to start companies. They're not necessarily great at sustaining the company or scaling the company, but they have a really good idea and they're good at initiating it. I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to register an LLC or I'm just going to start selling my work and skip the whole like registration process. I'm just going to try it out. Like, let me just go sell it. Right. Let me just go start a podcast. Like, okay. Let's see what happens. So you see this a lot in business, especially in, in startup worlds and startup environments. And actually, when I see people have Aries in the sixth house, I'm like, oh, you like to work in small tactical teams where you get to be an independent contractor. It's a startup environment where you get to have a lot of decision, a lot of freedom, a lot of autonomy to do work how you want to do work when you're excited to do work and you get to have a say in what the projects are. You like to have some you know, ownership in what you're doing. And, um, this belief in yourself is really what gets you through and drives you. It's less about, I have all these years experience doing this thing. It's like, no, I hire people who are hungry, who are passionate, who just want to learn and get in the job and like figure it out by failing. That's an environment that people with really strong Aries placements like to work in. And again, like I see that with Aries in the sixth house quite a bit. So Scorpio risings, um, talking to you. So, in the workplace, this can be really helpful, but what's hard about this is it's, it's hard to see it through to completion. It's hard to see it executed. It's hard to not let these big ideas kind of fizzle out. And well, you know, like, have you, I've heard this, um, in other organizations of this is a place where you get a lot of green lights to start new projects, but they almost never make it to see the light of day. We lost momentum. 
you know, this is when you have that, that spark, but you weren't able to actually build a sustainable fire from it. And so this can be difficult in the workplace. If you have expectations for sustaining projects, for seeing them through to the end, or even having like feedback loops, uh, you are going to see Aries suffer when they have to get buy-in from a lot of different people. When there's red tape, Aries energy is ask for forgiveness, not permission. And so this can be hard in really big corporate environments. So let's talk about some celebrity examples of Aries and a little bit of like what this might look like or different like professions that we might see some of this in. Um, so I'm going to talk about Jack Black because my kids are recently obsessed with the Mario movie and um, we love Bowser right now. And so, you know, peaches, 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 uh, Jack Black, he's acting career, right? He is known to be this really loud and kind of in your face. And I love that he has like this relationship with rock. I mean, we saw this in School of Rock. We saw this in um <laughs> The Pick of Destiny. That's what it is. The Pick of Destiny. Like he's funny, but he's also like he's just explosive and he's just out there and he's like in your face. Um, and there's like this idea, like he's just going out there and trying it. Like, had we ever seen someone who was willing to potentially make a fool of themselves? I mean, like, let's talk about like Nacho Libre. And like, sometimes when you are a man, you wear stretchy pants. Like he has this ability to put himself in positions that you haven't typically seen other people doing, but he was just like trying it. Um, yeah, Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. So that Mars, like there's like this rock and roll element of just like being really like aggressive and out there. And even the way that he sings that Peaches song, it's always like a, a scratch and like an, an irritating sound like in his voice. Um, but also like, you know, the color red is like, you know, in Bowser, that was like a big thing there. So yeah, Kung Fu Panda, it's Martian. It's a uh, Marshall. He's out there fighting um, and doing the Mars thing. And so even though he's had some like, kind of more like serious roles. He's usually like this very like cocky self, um, you know, confident. Like I do these things really well, even though other people be like, Oh my God, I'm like so embarrassed. Like he just gets out there and he owns it and he, he does it. And he has this really like explosive personality. I love Tim Curry as another example of this. And I'll probably just find any excuse to talk about Tim Curry because I love him. Um, so Tim Curry is known for doing a lot of different type of work, but um, he's often playing a villainous role or character, which is again, really bringing in the idea of being Mars and embodying Mars. And actually he has his MC trine Pluto, um, which is just sitting underneath his ascendant. And so again, like being like the villain, being this authority figure, but also just kind of like getting out there and doing things that maybe you didn't see a lot of other people doing. Like for example, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, this like cult classic right where um you see him dressed as dr frankenfurter which i mean i wasn't i wasn't alive in 1975 but i remember watching that as a kid and just being like wow this is really out there this is really like something that you have not seen before but really quickly like caught on and became like this phenomenon um for his willingness to kind of just go and really embody something which was like maybe a little bit like unholy uh and was relatively like a new not like new, but like publicly, like it was like a little bit new, but did it to the fullest extent. Like, I think that if he would have played Dr. Frankenfurter and would have been like a little bit more coy or shy or t 
timid or something like that. Like it really just would not have hit the same way. But he also has this like really sexy fire trine in his chart um, with his Sagittarius moon as well. And, um, you know, Mercury there. So he's very, very fiery, very fun, passionate, um, you know, like exciting, like exhilarating person to watch and just kind of gets you like amplified and again, like hypes it up and gets you like really invested in it. Um, and you really see that come out with a lot of the characters that he plays. Angelina Jolie, I think is someone worth bringing up. She's done like a lot of different things. Um, but she has like this weird thing with Mars, like drinking or like wearing the blood of one of her ex-husbands. Um, Billy, what's his bucket? Uh, I don't, Billy Bob Thornton, that's his name. And, you know, she has her Midheaven, Jupiter, and Moon. And does she have Mars there as well? Um, but, like, very Martian, yeah, Mars there as well. You know, known for being, like, Laura in Tomb Raider, Laura Croft in Tomb Raider. And she was in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where she had, like, you know, the famous affair with Brad Pitt. Um, you know, she gets, like, a lot of attention for, uh, you know, adopting so many children but she's like a very well awarded actress and just a ton i mean like yeah midheaven um sorry not midheaven my point is <laughs> my point is is that she just has a ton of like doing something and really being seen as like an individual even though she's had like these partners and these husbands like she's really like the main point chiron Thank you. That's the word I was trying to say. She has Chiron and Aries as well. So also some of this like wounding being very public and some of the things that she struggles with being in the public eye as well, but still just like kind of getting out there and doing things and being the first one to do things. And also having this idea of like embodying a Mars figure. Actually, a lot of like the Mars people that we see um, sometimes do play more of like a villain or like a morally gray character. Johnny Depp is one, Al, um, Al Pacino. I'm looking at Jack Nicholson, Jessica Lange. Like, these are all celebrities with some level of accuracy on their birth time. I'm guessing with, like, a Midheaven in Aries. Rob Zombie, we have more rock and roll in here. So, again, like, some entrepreneurs, um, some people that you could say, like, are or are not, like, self-made, but definitely, like, are in these roles where they're kind of like trying things or they embody more of that like martial quality. I'm putting in a lot of effort. I'm fighting or there's some, you know, like sex, drugs and rock and roll is like, you know, a big Aries thing. But people really known for being individuals and not defined by their partner or um, by relationships that they're in, but really have this uh, like autonomy in who they are, this singularity in who they are. And so in terms of the, like, you know, zodiac sign in the workplace, you'll often see Aries working by themselves. You'll see them get really, really excited when they get to start something new. Uh, you want to bring them in when you need help getting energy around doing something new or really getting like a project like lifted off of the ground. You see like Aries energy with having like a side hustle or having some type of entrepreneurial spirit. Again, branding and identity is really important to this person. So you'll probably see a lot of projection of themselves into whatever they do. Uh, but let's talk about which signature theme I think makes a lot of sense when we are talking about Aries. Now, for me, when I talked in the pilot episode of my podcast, where I talked about strengths in the natal chart, 
I talked about how my Aries moon in the third house really gives me the gift of and the strength of communication. So I didn't want to talk about communication in this episode because I feel like I've already kind of talked about that. But a lot of my strengths actually lie in the influencing domain. But what I want to talk about today is the strength of activator, the activator strength. So I'm going to read this from the Clifton uh, Strengths website. People exceptionally talented in the activator theme can make things happen by turning thoughts into action. They want to do things now rather than simply talk about them. Again, the idea of like, let's just get it going. We'll, we'll just start and then we'll figure out like what mistakes we're making later. Um, it's okay to fail. Like, let's just begin. And the question that you'll hear them saying is like, when can we start? And so if you feel impatient for action or impatient for anything, really, then you probably have some strong Aries placements. Um, only action can lead to performance. And something that they also share on their website is you make a decision, you take action, you look at the results and you learn. This learning informs your next action and your next. How can you grow if you have nothing to react to? Well, you believe you can't. You must put yourself out there. You must take the next step. It's the only way to keep your thinking fresh and informed. The bottom line is this. You know you will be judged not by what you say, not by what you think, but by what you get done. This does not frighten you. It pleases you. And so again, I think that this this is really important energy to pay attention to no matter where you have Aries. If you've been listening to my staff meeting episodes and I've been talking about Chiron and Aries, there's a lot of this, why do I have to do it all by myself? Um, but really like, does our uh, walk match our talk? There's a lot that can be said, but what are you putting into action? And when the lunar nodes shift into Aries and Libra, when we see Saturn and Neptune move into the sign of Aries, then this is all going to be exacerbated and we're going to gain an even deeper and more intimate understanding and appreciation for this Mars ruled sign. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Corporate Coven podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and gained valuable insights into the world of personal and professional alchemy. If you want to stay updated on the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and turn on notifications. I'd also love to connect with you on social media, and you can visit my website, www.thatwitchfromwork.com to find other ways to connect and work with me. I'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future topics, so please let me know in the comments on this episode what you're interested in. Until next time, keep working your magic and casting spells of success in your career and life.